the Katie Canine Show. I greatly appreciate it. If you got any questions, give a holler, 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. And we're going to break. I didn't have time to give you a trivia question, so I'll give you something right now. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. In an aquatic an aquatic traffic jam, and there happens to be an alligator, and there happens to be a manatees, oh. who gets the right away? The manatee. Yep, you're right. All right, I don't know why. Alligators will give manatees the right of way in an aquatic traffic jam. Wow. Really? I That I, that surprises me. I just thought for sure. Well, manatees will have a tendency to be below, you know, whereas the alligators are more above. So I don't know. Oh, who knew? There you go. So I just and here in Minnesota, you run into a lot. Right, right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Ben, remember, if you got a question, give a holler. 651-641-1071. So let, we were talking to Tina when we left, and she's got a cat that has uh, the way it was losing weight as being treated for thyroid thyroid problem so probably when they, a cat loses weight or a dog loses weight it, and it's a thyroid problem then that's called a hyperthyroidism hyper that means that it's overactive and they lose weight okay hypo po that's underactive so we're talking about hyper per <laughs> there we go okay you're with us tina I'm here. All right. Okay. So now I, I suggested to like start feeding some raw, some raw chicken, raw hamburger, raw anything. Uh, they do have formulated now. More and more are coming out for cats uh, with the grain-free canned foods. What you can do is you know find foods that the cat likes. And then what mm-hmm. you're going to do is you like put a pinch of raw hamburger in it or a pinch of some, you know, some canned chicken even. You can use canned chicken. Okay. You know, t- things like that. And just see what, just don't, you know, throw it out there. And the more diverse to get, the cat will start opening itself up where it won't be so picky and start liking other things. Okay. So you just, just do rotation very slowly because cats don't like change unless you bring it up with them, to it, with it. Okay. Okay. If your question loves, was. She loves all, most of the canned cat food she loves. Okay. Okay. Like I said, um, I've been trying a lot of different ones and there's, I, I can see quality differences obviously in some of them so um but i i didn't know that you could just give them raw raw meat yes you can give them raw meat you like raw hamburger raw chicken raw turkey just yeah just slice off some and but now take an account it doesn't take much because you got an older cat so yeah. maybe that is just going to be their dinner. You know, so really watch that weight because she's on the meds. But then make sure that you, once you change her into a better diet here and you no longer have the dry for now, what you're going to yeah. find is she's going to feel fuller so she won't bug you as much. All right. Okay. And then everybody thinks when the cat bugs you, bugs us that they're hungry. The bigger thing is, is that is, hey, let's play. Let's do something, you know. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just, you know, but everybody thinks it's tummy related. And so then they go and give the cat something. And so like with <laughs> treats, try some green peas, um, try some green beans, you know, just get them out of the frozen food section and thaw them out. Bring them to room. Oh. Everything should be to room temperature. Okay. Then, you know, if you keep the can in the refrigerator and yeah. you cap it, obviously, what do you take it out what i do is i put some in the dish and then i put a little bit of hot water on it to bring it to and then mix it up and then sure. it gives it a little bit of a gravy and then it brings okay. it to room temperature because they use okay. everything dogs and cats food should always be at room temperature never cold 
Okay. Is it bad for them? Or these, I, well, normally what happens when it's cold, too, one thing is it doesn't smell. Okay. Maybe they don't so, have as many teeth buds, I remember. I think we right. one time. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why. So everything is a smellability thing. So okay. cold things don't smell like warm things do. And that's usually the monte. But now uh, sometimes there are dogs and cats that get an upset tummy from eating too much cold stuff. Mm. Kind of like us. You know how we get brain freeze? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It's more or less in our brain, not our tummy, but sometimes it can affect our tummy. And so that, that's why it should it should be room temperature is what it should be. Okay. okay? All right. Well, thank okay. you so much. Well, good Steve. luck and get that book. You're going to learn a lot, okay? Yes, thanks so much. You bet. Bye. Take care. Thanks for the question. Yeah, that's uh, everything should be room temperature for dogs and cats. And diet plays a lot with everything. And what really gets me, though, is that all you guys that are trying to feed your dogs and cats really good. And and boy, let's say you've had a dog or a cat that was in the depths of despair and you brought it back with bettering the food and with supplements and such. And you know you can destroy all that by over-vaccinations, by using chemicals on and in them for fleas and ticks, using chemical on your lawn. And so it's so important, folks, to stop the chemicals because that's what sends them in a tailspin i can tell you dr jess and other vets that i talked to they were just getting this dog and cat or cat you know feeling great and then so now the the owner's like oh he's back to normal okay now i can throw on the spot on tick stuff i can give the heartworm once a month uh heartworm i can get updated on my shots and all of a sudden guess what when you bring them out of the tank once it's really hard once the spirals again to bring them back up to where they were. And so you've got to really pay attention, folks. There's so many natural, healthy ways to do things. Now, everybody knows that I live in uh, Hugo, which is a land of 10 million swamps and a quadrillion mosquitoes. <laughs> and so my dogs, what is bewitching hour? They're not outside. Neither am I, <laughs> right. you know, with the mosquitoes, okay? <laughs> and so, but the the thing is, is that, you know, you common sense, and there's so many natural ways, you know, to repel fleas and ticks. Because uh, with fleas, uh, you can use diatomaceous earth in a sock, and then you tie, uh, put it in a baby sock, and then organic, or you want food-grade diatomaceous earth, okay? Put it in a baby sock, twist, tie it, and then just one pat between the shoulder blades, one pat on the chest, one pat on the where the tail and the butt meet, and one pat on on the tummy. You know, so be, and because now with fleas, fleas have a tendency to go to where it's warm and that's under the chin and between the back legs and where the tail butt and the tail meet. So any crustacean that walks through the food grade diatomaceous earth, they scrape the shell and they die and dehydrate. They dehydrate and die. Okay, but there there's uh, uh, with the ticks, same thing. Tick crawls through it, it scrapes the shell and they dehydrate and die. Uh, you could also um, uh, garlic. Garlic repels. You know, give your if your dog and cat will eat garlic, give them garlic. Uh, there's also other things that you can do. Put a bandana on with one drop of lemongrass oil or one drop of eucalyptus oil. Put uh, put in a Ziploc bag overnight. When you go outside, put it on the bandana on the dog. All right. Then when you come in, let it be on for about an hour, and then take it off and put it back in the Ziploc bag. There's a thing called bud bug zone, bug zone. That's a natural tag that you put on your dog or your cat or your horse even that's supposed to repel uh, fleas, ticks, and flies and such like that. There's also the amber tick 
collar. Amber Tick, go to ambertick.com and you can read about the Amber Tick collar that boosts your dog's immune system and uh, repels fleas and ticks naturally. So there's so many ways that you can do things and, and uh, instead of using the chemicals. So don't, if you're trying to rebuild a dog or a cat and you get them to that point where, oh my goodness, their coat is gorgeous, they're not shedding, they're, uh, I mean, they're, they're like, they're just a picture of health. You can put that all into the ground real quick, you know, by, by lifting up those chemicals. And then like I said earlier, your, your lawn, maybe this is the year you're going to start doing a, a chemical free lawn. So you're going to call up Lunds, uh, organic lawns by Lunseth, L-U-N-S-E-T-H.org. And you're going to say, you know what, can I get, and they do it by Google Earth or whatever. They zoom in and they can tell you your footage of your yard and such like that, what things that can, can be needed. And they do come out, take a look. And so what happens is they get this all squared away and give you a, a quote. And you can do baby steps. You don't have to do it all at one time. Maybe it's just you're going to start out with corn gluten meal this fall, mm. you know, on it. Because corn gluten meal sterilizes seeds. So nothing reseeds itself. Okay. All right. It doesn't take care of the original plant, but it keeps them from, you know, uh, Propagating? What is that? To keep moving? To start having like more, more dandy? To having more. baby more baby dandelions? <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of things that you can do, and so that's why uh, it's uh, there's. Uh, I just want you to please look into that because it's it's so important to try to keep the chemicals on and off. And and um, I remember I do not put anything in my dogs or on my dogs. I that I will not put on or in myself. And so that's why diatomaceous earth and a baby sock zip tied off works good. That amber tick collar, the bug off garlic, uh, bug zone. Bug zone is the one that is a, a tag that hangs on the collar. That I, I, I have not used that. I haven't needed it. Uh, some people swear by that too. And then flea combs, good old fashioned flea combs. That snags. The, the deer ticks, regular ticks, you know, wait till you come in from outside and wait about an hour and then comb. Put some of the diatomaceous earth in your dog or cat's bed. So in case they bring a flea in or a tick in, it's going to crawl through. And then guess what? You know, because it doesn't make your dog or cat sick I mean, at all. So you'd make sure you get the food grade, though. All right. So anyway, okay, let's head to the phone line. We do just have a minute. Oh, just have a minute. Well, yes. never mind. I'll keep talking, then we'll <laughs> come right. back to the phone lines. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize I could talk to, talked up that so fast. Uh, another thing, too, is that, um, you know, I'm always touting um, uh, dogsnaturallymagazine.com, and they have several ways of doing everything naturally. And one thing that I want you to read at Dana's site there is read about heartworm. She did three great articles. Instead of just being a drone and giving your dog that heartworm pill, that's a chemical in the system. Right. What it is, yeah. is not, remember, uh, that is not a preventative. What it is, is that it puts the chemicals in your dog's blood system in case they get bit by the mosquito that has the larva for heartworm. Okay, so that's the thing. When people say heartworm preventative, no, you're putting the chemical in your dog's blood system. All right. So if you understand heartworms and you understand what area we live in, you would not be hitting the panic button like people do. And so that's why you got to read Dana's article at uh, uh, dogsnaturallymagazine.com so that you can understand it more and then decide what do you want to do. And above all, folks, this is Minnesota. Okay, use common sense. We have winter. <laughs> 
there's no mosquitoes in winter, so there should be no heartworms. A lot of vets are saying, oh, no, you need to do it 12 months out of the year. No, you do not. You only need it if you're going to use it. But really, like I say, up here, we don't have, down south, they have a lot of heartworm because they don't have winter. So that, you know, if there are right. dogs that come from down south are a little bit more, They most of them have heartworm and have to be treated. Mm. But up here in Minnesota, if you go to Minnesota, if you ask a vet about how many dogs that are Minnesota born, you know, and it had, they had treated them for heartworm, it, the, the numbers are, are zipper there you know, because we don't really have it up here. You know, anything, yeah, I know people can call and say, oh, well, my dog, but when you think about how many hundreds of thousands of dogs we have in the state of Minnesota, so you got to weigh things out, you know, and Mm -hmm. I choose to do the the test every spring or every fall where they draw blood and they test for Lyme, they test for heartworm, and they test for antiplasmosis, which is uh, um, like a tick disease. Okay. And some of them have other ones that they test for too. That's what I choose. And then I, and so far I've been there 39 years at my place, never had any of them. So I never had to treat any of them. Yeah. So that's the whole thing is that you just got to use common sense. Don't be a drone. Your your pets depend on you. Okay. Let's see. What are we going to do here? Oh, you know, the woolly worm. That you know, everybody thinks uh, like it's oh, a, a weather. One. Yeah, the one that's supposed <laughs> to be a weather predictor. Okay, oh, okay, let's see what the worm's doing this year. I saw my first couple, so I'm going to give you my take on it. We'll be back. All right, we're back. Thanks for tuning in, sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. Greatly appreciate it. Without you guys, we'd be twin more thumbs, or right? I, or I'd be talking a lot. Well, you're these people asleep. No, you have a lot of useful information. Well, thank you. Okay, yes. now we're going to talk about just a quickly, and then we'll get to the calls. Okay, you know, um, in uh, right now, there's uh, there through the farmers' almanac and and farmers and such like that. They they pay attention to the surroundings to see what kind of uh, winters there's going to be. Okay, you know the orange band? You know, it's called the woolly bear or the woolly worm, the one with the orange and the black bands. Okay, in 1948 to 1956, Dr. Curran, C-U-R-R-A-N, collected and studied the bands found on the on these woolly bear worms, okay? And what he found is that the folklore is pretty near close to the truth. Now, if you look real close, which I haven't, but uh, on the woolly bear uh, caterpillar, there's 13 sections to their bands on their body. So, and that indicates 13 weeks of winter, okay? Okay. Okay, so, so if you see, so if you look at it and divide it, which doctor did, okay, that, you know, you got a, a 13 bands, 13 weeks. Okay, so one week there's could be black, and then black would mean snow, cold, black, snow, cold. So so when you see more black than orange, okay, telling you lots oh. of snow and, and cold, okay? All you right. see lots of orange. Yeah. Orange means mild weather, okay? Mild weather. And so that's why, but now if you see an all black woolly or a, an all orange woolly or all white one, that's not the same woolly bear. Oh, worm, okay. Okay. The worm, the true woolly bear worm has there, it has to have gold or the orange, red or orange, you know, type thing, uh, orangish red, whatever yeah. you want to call it, and black. <laughs> it has to like have both of those. Yes. Okay. It has to have both of them on it. Okay. So that's, but the, I didn't realize there's 13 segments to that worm indicating one week for each that's crazy. week of, uh, of, of winter. So isn't that something? Yeah. So yeah. So if you see a lot one and so you start from the head, that's the beginning of the season. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so if there's if it's not so black in the beginning and then it goes orange, okay, or you know, so there again, the longer the black, the longer the period of snow, and uh. what, and then the shorter the orange or rusty or you know, uh, uh, reddish gray, reddish gray, reddish brown. Okay, obviously not as mild. So anyway, so isn't that interesting though? But yeah, so so 1948 to 1956, he studied that, literally collected them in different areas and found two of what the weathers that had happened in that wow. this area that those worms are pretty doggone close to what it said. So did did you say something about this winter, or did you see? Oh, what, oh no. no, okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> so I saw, I saw, yes, yeah, so I saw, I saw, I saw two of them, and and, and both of them had not so much. <laughs> Not so much orange red on it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I saw two of them. One was no. really a long one. And so, yeah, I'd say there was mm. definitely more black okay. than, than reddish orange. So that that's only the two that I've seen so far. So Okay. Because now what they're doing, they're trying to find places to winter. They winter under rocks or under leaves or in, in, in They got to get warm or and that's warmer. Why, and that's why, yeah, and that's why you see them crossing the roads. They're looking for those little dummies. Why can't they stand? Same with turtles. Why can't they just know, stay on the their turtles. side of the roads? Yes. Okay. Let's head for the let's head for the phone lines. All right. We have Susie, and she wants to know what she should do um, when her dog is being attacked by another dog. All right. Hi, Susie. How you doing? Well, Uh-oh. I just talked to you last week, and this was. I decided to call you again um, okay. last night. This is the second time this has happened to me in my neighborhood. Um, I have. The two miniature poodles who are under 12 pounds each. And one time, um, Labradoodle broke its lead, got after my girls, and Mm. uh, last night, uh, a Spaniel mix. And I I feel so helpless. I don't know what to do. Is there anything you can do? Yeah, you walk in a different place. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) But but the thing is, was that when you got little ones, big dogs say, little dogs like squirrel. You know, and so they have a tendency to go after the little ones. That's just end of story. Uh, the big thing that the tough to do, especially when you've had two instances close together, I would definitely try to find just a path where because those little guys, you know, they have to those little legs have to go pretty fast to keep up with your pace. So they don't mm-hmm. need blocks and blocks of exercise, you know, for a walk. Okay, so what you could do is find, you know, scope out some places where it's it's out of neighborhoods where you don't have to worry about dogs. You know, maybe a path or whatever type thing that you could mm-hmm. just go for a quick walk and then come home for the safety of everybody concerned because the big thing what happens is this is that you can't if you pick them up you know right away you scoop them up the dog that's coming at you will probably fly at you okay because usually if you got a bigger dog i tell people to uh, take the leash and kind of like uh uh, um, what do you want to call it? Choke it up and put it behind your back. So your dog is like directly behind you and you mm-hmm. go towards the dog and point. Don't look directly at their eyes. Look above their head or to the side and you go towards them and go, get, get home, get, get. In the nastiest mouth, the nastiest tone that you can come up with, mm-hmm. you know, and then as they try to turn because they're trying to see the dog that you've got, that you keep turning with them. You don't let them get around to your side or behind you, all right? And you because right. most dogs know the word get, get home in a not nice voice, okay? And so that's the only thing that you can try to do because with bigger dogs, you don't have to, because with the little ones, one bite, they can be gone. And so I know, I had my black one was attacked um, in Albuquerque 
four years ago, and I almost lost her. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. And so that's why what you got to do, because, you know, I've got a 10-pounder and then a 3-pounder. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, I'm lucky I live in the country. We just kind of walk our driveway. <laughs> I don't go any place. And then we don't have dogs come into our place because there's not that many dogs around us. And that's what you just got to do is you got to find a safe haven, a place that you're okay with. But right. when, when dogs are that small, they don't need that many walks. Teach tricks, you know, do some brain teasers and such things like that. They need a little bit of exercise, but they don't need blocks and blocks. And so in your area, try to find a place that you can, see, you know, scope it out a couple of times, you know, different mm-hmm. times of days and see what wins the quiet time. And so I know you shouldn't have to leave your neighborhood to take your dogs for a walk, but the safety is of the essence here. <laughs> and yeah. when you got people that are not being doing the right thing by having the dogs either kept in a yard or on a leash, you know, type thing. And see, and I never trust that invisible set, uh, invisible leash thing. Invisible uh, fence. I mean, fence, I mean it is yeah. because, like I said, any time a dog can bolt through it, and I'm not taking that chance. <laughs> you know, the batteries could be low or whatever type thing, and I, right. I'm just, I am not going down that neighborhood. That scares the bejeebies out of me. And so that's why, like I said, I, I, you just got to try to figure out and maybe just going for a walk around your yard, <laughs> you know, just try to take the, the worst situation and make lemonades out of it. That's about all I can say. Okay. Okay. Uh, now the gal whose dog went after my girls last night lives in my neighborhood. I live in a, um, a development that's mostly elderly people. This gal. Okay. This hold on the to the thought. The we got to run to, hold on. We got to run to break. Hold on. Sit tight. Be back. Let's just run. We got people waiting. All right. So we're going to tone down the music and get to the thing on hand. All right. Okay. Let's go back to uh, is that what I forgot? Susie. You know, when you box it out, that, that goes really goofy on my screen. Okay. Susie. There we go. Hey, Susie. What were you saying now? You talked to the gal? Um, yeah. I live in a community where everybody kind of knows each other somewhat. And okay. um, I had recommended that she call you because she's, this is a rescue dog. Okay. Um, who was very territorial and so forth. And when the incident happened yesterday, she said, I've got a shock collar for the dog. I've got a shock collar for the dog. And I was like, I don't know if that's what you want to do. <laughs> well, it, it, it will help the situation as far as she can get the dog to stop so it can't get to you if she trains it correctly on it. You know, the dog shouldn't have got to you. Was Were you close to their house or what? No, I was across the street and all the way up the driveway, and the dog saw my dogs and burst through the screen door. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I said, if, if she was right on top of it, you know, like if she was in the house and she could see your dog being uh, antsy, she could have hit her button and, ah, leave it, you know, type thing. So that training. I'm not versed on e-collars. That's becoming the latest thing in just the everyday family manners, which I don't agree with. You know, you mm-hmm. should work on a relationship with the dog, not just zing them. And so anyway, uh, so that's what I, I, it does have its place in the training. It's something that you're like that. If a dog is obsessed to go through a, a screen door to get to another dog, yeah, that dog's got a little bit of a problem. They need to work with that <laughs> yeah you know well, so that's I'm trying the thing. to get her to call you so okay yep no that definitely because they do need help to get that dog so that the dog looks but doesn't react yeah that's the big that's thing that's why it's the dog's a nice dog it just does not and my dogs don't like other dogs uh-huh. but i keep them away right you know? right i don't 
Yeah, I mean, okay. I know that's a, that's the heck of having a small dog because I can't tell you how many people been walking and a dog comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden's got your dog in their mouth, shakes it, and it's gone. You know, uh, and so nope. have it, had that happen. So yeah, I did not so, sleep last night. Oh no, I wouldn't either. So that's why, like I say, I don't take my Gilligan ten pounder and my Ethel three pounder. You know, we just like I said, I'm lucky to live in the country. We can take a walk around our place and we're done. That I don't have to go out where there might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's where you, as a mom, if you do want to go for walks, you got to find. Where could I walk my dog? That's you know uh, everybody is kept safe. And, okay. and okay, all right. Thanks. Katie. You bet. Take care. Thanks for the call, kiddo. Bye bye. Yeah, that that's that's a tough one. It really is. You know, uh, I just you know everybody's got dogs now since this COVID. And, yes. And unfortunately, then with COVID came, you know, a lot of the dog schools were closed. Right. And so you get these dogs now. Then a lot of these dogs are out of control because they haven't learned any manners the humans haven't gotten organized to organize the dog and so folks if you're listening to me get going on training that dog you know i have private classes i have over the phone consults i have uh puppy classes just two times an hour and a half each only five dogs you know per class and then i have a manners classes which is a good we get the training collar the right one so you get control okay and yeah. that's way and then we work on the come so that the dog will come learn to come mm-hmm. to you and then manners at the door not jumping on you your guests uh biting nipping such so, so like, like that a good lots yeah, of so things it, that you right need. and so you get a handout where it's things that i don't have time to talk to you about and so that's why like i said it, it's really you did you went you had time you thought uh to get a, a puppy or an adult you know rescue which I, I thank you for rescuing but the thing is is that your job has just started you have to make that dog a, a, a good citizen where you have control over that dog and that these people that have small dogs can walk their dogs right. without fear mm. of having their dog yeah. get dead you know oh, so it's yeah and, and and it's just when it happens it's 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 you you're so traumatized i'm sure you know that yes. you, you, you look at the world and a whole i'm just gonna stay in my house and i'm never leaving it again wrong we, we just got to work this out so anyway okay who's up next we have Chris, and his dog is limping. Oh, no. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hi, how you doing, Katie? Good, good. What kind of dog do you have? Well, I have a small Pomeranian okay. who is uh, 12 years old. All right. And uh, she was doing fine a couple of days ago, and her left paw started limping. All right. So I don't know okay, did what she, happened. Did she jump off of anything and land wrong? Because that's usually um, what happens with the little guys. They jump and land wrong, and then that's a big owie. Okay, because she does jump off out of my bed because she loves to be in my bed all the time. Okay, yep, yep, and she could have just landed wrong. And what you can do, you know, pain is good to a degree. You don't, you don't want the dog screaming or wincing in pain, of course. But, I mean, if she's favoring it, uh, you know, you can, have you heard of Boswellia, B-O-S-W-E-L-L-I-A? Nope. Okay, you uh, you can get that. You can get it in powder form online or whatever, and I'll get like the twelve hundred milligrams, twelve hundred milligrams. Okay. Uh, and, but anyway, and so you when your dog gets has you know like they're they're same with you. If you're if you uh, ran ten miles and now you're you're owie, <laughs> boss whale, you takes out inflammation. All right. So okay. how long has she been limping on this paw? Uh, it's been on and off, uh, maybe like five days. Now. Five days, okay. Now it does. Uh, when she forgets about it, like foods and you know, food is coming or whatever, do, does she forget about how that she's got a sore paw, or does she still, you know, put her paw up like ouch, I hurt? 
Yeah, like, you know, like, okay, so, for example, uh, last night she was walking completely fine, and then today she was limping again. Okay, is it a front paw or back paw? Is a left front paw. Front paw, okay. Yeah, my guess is that uh, you check the paw to make sure there's nothing in it, you know, like... Yeah, but- Yep, I did check out and see if there's like any... Okay, is there any, when you feel it, can you feel any heat or any swelling? Uh, no, I, not at all. I haven't feel anything. Okay. Anything weird. I have checked it though. Okay. Well, being that she's not like wincing in pain and, you know, and uh, I, I would try the Boswellia, give it another week and see. And if, if it's not, then what I would do is go to a chiropractor, a dog chiropractor, because that little dogs jumping on and off beds and couches and such like that, they have a tendency in years of doing it that they're, it starts stressing their back out and their legs out and a chiropractor will readjust them and get everything working better. That's the first thing that I would do is go to a chiropractor chiropractor before I would go to to the vet on this all right okay if, if this was my dog that's what I would do I'm not a dog remember I'm not a vet but like yep. I said if this was my dog that's what I would do you could try the Boswellia for some inflammation and then otherwise uh, now you have to when you call it what area do you live in uh, I live in South Minneapolis okay there's dr. Rebecca Amstead it's called perpetual motion perpetual motion chiropractic she's in a Dinah Okay. Okay, and she's awesome. So you can maybe set up an appointment with her, and then what happens? You have to. She wants. She'll have to call your vet just to make sure that you know they they have to be to go to a chiropractor. It has to be referred by your vet. Okay, so you can she could you can figure out the 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 course of how to get this accomplished, and it should work out good for you. Okay. Okay. Okay, but right now try to like uh, try to make little ramps to go up and down or steps to go up and down and teach her to walk on the steps or the ramps instead of always bounding off the bed and bounding off the couch, all right? Because coming down is harder than going up, all right? Okay. All right. Okay, thank you so much. Good luck. Keep me posted, okay? Okay, I will. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, thank you, bye. Yeah, that's the thing. Is little dog, People don't realize how many times. I think he said the dog was 10 years old. At, you know, how many times they have jumped on, off, on, off, right. on, off, in and out of car, in and out of car, on, off, on, off, <laughs> you know, up and down stairs, up and down yeah. stairs. I mean, that's for those little legs. And then, you know, the and then if the dog's carrying any weight, I forgot to ask if the dog was overweight. Because if he's any weight, boy, you want to get that weight off ASAP. Definitely. Because that's really hard. The older the dog gets, it's, it's they're lugging all that. It's just like... <laughs> I'm a little bit overweight, okay? <laughs> and so if I would decide to get into going cross-country, my knees are going to crash and burn from carrying all the extra weight. You know, if I got leaner, I might have a chance. Not that I want one. I always hate to cross-country. I've never done that either. Oh, well, so. you know, it, back in the day, okay, we used to, they used to have the uh, Presidential Physical Fitness Award thing. It was a, You had to do all this stuff. And one of them was you had to run around a football field, right? Okay. And so, you know, Audie Marcus said, go. Yep. yep. I walked. And so I finally come, come in, <laughs> and Mrs. Brown goes, you realize you're supposed to run? I said, yeah, I don't run. I hate running. I walk fast, so I am a fast walker. So this was when you were in school? This was when I was in high school, yeah. (laughs) And so I said, I told, I said, I don't do running. There is nothing I need to run Well, I didn't know that was an option. I would have done that. Yeah. yeah, I don't run either. No, yeah, no, it's not an option. I mean, nope, I don't. Well, see, the thing is, is on cross country, I love to do the shot put. You know what that is? 
Yeah, we didn't have okay, it, but I do. discus, you yes. know, you hold that big ball, go forward and oomph it. And then the discus where you hook, hook it and then you spin and you let it fly. I was the only one that could get it somewhat of a distance. Okay, well, so that's she good. was a little nice to me. So technically, I was belong to the cross country team. <laughs> you had that one but talent. But I didn't run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to the phone lines. Yes, we have Brenda Lee, and she has a question about healthy dog food. All right. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Katie. How are you today? Good, good. Enjoying the day, are you? Awesome. I am. I'm enjoying being inside because I don't like when it's chilly. Oh, I my, hate the wind. <laughs> but anyway. my, my question today is, um, I give my dog, my dog, um, and I get scolded by my son, but I give my dog a, a milk bone bone marrow treat for when he, come, when he poops and then he comes back inside, he gets a poop treat, and his, his potty treat is a tiny little milk bone biscuit. My question is, what can I give him at night? I have been giving him dream bone mini bones, but I've been seeing all these Facebook things. Oh, they're bad and they're killing my dog and everything. And mm-hmm. so I'm wondering, is is that true? Because they're not rawhide. Well, no, but, so- but you, you know, all the treats you just mentioned, go yeah. gather them up, walk over to the waste paper basket and dump them in. All and the treats that you just mentioned, okay? So what what can I give them instead? You give them green peas, green bees, cauliflower, all kinds of veggies is what you want. You want healthy snacks. Uh, freeze dried treats are awesome. All it is is meat with the you know with the uh, water taken out of you know so they're fr- frozen, and uh, and so that's that's what you want because every everyone if you'd read in the ingredients of those you would yeah you would yeah you wouldn't like it. You know, so the thing is, is that you want as natural as possible to keep their system healthy. And so that's why, like I say, no, you don't give him. If you want to give him something, what kind of dog do you got? He's a little um, chihuahua mix. Okay. How many pounds? Oh, he's like about 12, 13 pounds. Okay. So what you can do is you can, t- you know, give him a, um, a thing of cauliflower, like take off a branch of cauliflower and let him chew on that. Make sure it's in his kennel or in a place where it's doesn't, the mess is not going to be not nice, you know, type thing. He so may that t- could be like a bedtime treat then. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that he may look at you, look at it like, excuse me, lady. Excuse me. What is this? <laughs> he As, does leave. He loves frozen green beans. Okay, great, excellent. Use that. You know, okay. because that's that's all through all the stuff you just mentioned. Every one of them, you gather up and you go put them in the in the. Uh, because some of those, you know, what they use for filler is sawdust. All right, but they don't have to list sawdust on the on the ingredients. But yeah. you know, people that are in the know that know the background knows a lot more. And so that's why, like I say, all that stuff needs to go away, and you need to use veggies of all kinds. Okay. And what do you think about um, like the dentist sticks? The same. Nope, thing? same thing. All it is is starch. It gums up their digestive system. Okay. You know, a good raw butcher bone. You know, a, uh, a not the. Not the shank kind, you know, the long ones and not the donut ones, but a gnawing bone, okay? And those are the best, you know, to help keep the teeth clean and such like that. You can get them at the butcher shop. You don't get them that when they're frozen, or not frozen, uh, you don't want them cooked. You don't want them smoked. You just want a plain old raw butcher bone that's out of the freezer, okay? So a raw butcher bone. And and then cauliflower, okay? Cauliflower and such like that. What kind of a bone would be appropriate size for his little mouth? Okay, well, hold on, and we'll discuss that when we get back, okay? Oh, thank you very much. Hold on. We'll be back, folks. All righty, we're 
signing on for the day. Remember, you can catch my show, the podcast. Go to mytalk1071.com. Go to my Katie K9 show page, and all my past shows are there. All right, and then also any shows here on my talk, you can listen. They all we all podcasts, and so whatever you get your podcast from, and then also while we are on air, you can stream it live anywhere in the whole wide world. If you go to mytalk1071.com, okay, uh, thicker than normal hus on corn. We'll say we're going to have a heavy winter. Okay. All right. Woodpecker sharing a tree. The early arrival of the snowy snowy owl. Okay. The er, the early migration of the monarch butterfly. The monarch butterfly butterfly leave normally from between July and August. They go to Mexico for the winter. Okay. Thick hair on the nap of a cow's neck. That's the back. You know. Yes. Okay. Okay. Type thing. Okay, now one thing too is that is that the uh, unusual abundance of ac- acorns. Okay, yep. Man, I have never mm. seen so many acorns this year. It's nuts. Yeah, it literally nuts. <laughs> 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 I mean, my girlfriend. I mean, literally, you, you have to sit under an umbrella. You're gonna get kabong by in, in, incessantly with all these acorns. I've never seen a year where the acorns are totally nuts, literally. And but now <laughs> on the other hand, now my black walnut trees. There's maybe, I mean, I've got huge old black walnuts okay. that are ginormous and tons. This is spat. There's hardly anything. Hmm. Now, my apple trees, overabundance of apple trees are apples, but they're very small. But oh. They taste great. Well, that's good. So that's the main thing. Yeah. So, we're, you know, I got a feeling we're going to have a little bit of a winter here. Oh, that's okay, let's go like. back to Brenda. Okay, Brenda, are you with. Now, I have a question for you. Now, you said your, your chihuahua mix is uh, t- uh, 12 pounds or so? Yeah, about 12, 13 pounds. Okay, now, would you consider this dog fat? No, actually no, because um, he's got that cute little indentation behind his um, his uh, ribcage. Rib? Good, okay, good. As long and as he doesn't look like a sausage, okay, on four legs. No. We don't want that, okay? No, no I, I'm careful on that. Oh, good, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you. But so that's I've been looking to you for a long time. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> So now, like I said, so the the big thing is, you know, everybody, you know, dogs, the only, they do have too many things I want to say at one time. <laughs> only puppies between when they start losing their teeth from four months to about eight, nine months need to kind of chew almost on a regular basis because their teeth are leaving and new ones are coming in. Okay. okay. As the dogs get older, unfortunately, people want to keep giving them stuff to chew and it becomes a, like a smoking habit. The dog just doesn't know how to hang out. All right. So every mm-hmm. once in a while, if you want to give your dog something to, to hang out, to, you know, a, a treat a good treat preferably veggies any kind great but you know to always be giving him something that he has to chew on chew on no you want this the dogs need to learn how to hang out more than just always get treat 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 or something to chew on something to chew on okay but like i say, you can try uh, like a, a sprig of broccoli a sprig of cauliflower you know a raw butcher bone if you go to the butcher shop it, it says that they have dog bones all right and as far as what size the more awkward it is not too awkward but the more awkward then the better it is because the dog has to manipulate his head to chew on it and that's what causes them to break out any tar or such like that okay Okay. and so that's what you want to do and so um uh and and a a true good butcher bone chew comes out of the freezer it does not come off the shelf all right Mm -hmm. and so that's why like i said and then um uh just um there's a three it's called oh good gravy what is it bento i think it's called bento b-e-n-t-o bento balls or bento chews 
Um, you can mm-hmm. check that out online. Those are, you know, pretty good. They have come in all different sizes from dainty to just ginormous dogs. All right. So you might mm-hmm. want to try that because that's a little bit healthier, you know, but there again, not on a regular basis, maybe once or twice a week and give them other th- stuff in between. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the thing, but you just want him to, um, now and just giving him a green pea or green bee before he goes to bed, that's just a little let, a little snack there. Uh, if you're having, if you're making hamburgers, you got some ground meat. Uh, pinch up a couple pieces of that, you know, a pinch of um, a little ground, fresh ground beef there and ground and uh, turkey or chicken or whatever. So that that's good. But remember that at dinner time of what you gave him so you don't get him fat because now you're giving him good, healthy stuff, you know, uh-huh. instead of just the kind of the junk stuff that goes in one end and out the other. Yep, he, when I have like meatballs, then I'll I'll get one meatball for him and I cut it up in quarters. Okay, cool, cool. And then when it's done, and it's only like a you know about a quarter diameter. Yep. And um, when it's done, then I I my I teach I taught my cats and my dogs that if I make a fist and and it's facing them and I shake it back and forth, that means no. Oh, okay. So tell no more. Okay, good, good. <laughs> and, and he's very good about that. Um, nice. The only time I, the only time I really give him treats is, is if I, you know, for his poop treat or his potty treat. Okay. I do, I do give him a couple frozen beans if I'm putting it together for a for a meal, and then I'll give him his that had been giving him a dream bone at night, okay. and that's the only time he gets treats. I don't give him to him other times during okay. the day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I would definitely, yeah, I would take all those politely and walk over and put it in the garbage. Okay. Cause you could do a lot. They're all getting, they're all getting kind of low in number. And that's why I thought I, I'm going to call you today before I restock. Oh, very good. Thank you for calling. I greatly appreciate it. Cause there are so many better, just because they make it for our dog doesn't mean we should give it to our dogs. Right. Okay. That's just like clothes. Just cause it comes in your size doesn't mean you should wear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. That is so true. Uh, some of the people that I see is like, and you were thinking what when you left the house? Wow. Yeah. What, what did you lose? Oh, <laughs> That's a, that is a good analogy. <laughs> Thank you Can for I the ask laugh. One more question. Sure. What is it? Um, what is a good a good dry dog food for him then? Um, I would just put them on formulated raw and freeze dried and dehydrate. But Nutrisource has got the small bites. All right, so that Nutrisource has small bites. If you go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com and then just click on dog foods and then you'll see the small bites. They have it in turkey. I'm not sure. They just came out with some new small bites. And so they're really, really small. So it's easier for the for the smaller dogs and the smaller mouse, okay? And I'm kind of thinking that I can get that at a store called Forget-Me-Nuts in St. Oh, Carolina. yeah. Love her. We she's were there. Yeah, she's an awesome gal. She can get anything yeah. of the Nutrisource. Fantastic gal. Love her to awesome. death. So awesome. that's Forget-Me-Nuts in St. Croix Falls. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Okay. Um, thank you so much. You, you have Chris, a great... Thank you so very much. You have a very, very blessed day. And thank you. Thank you for so much knowledge that you share with all of thank us. Thank you. That's so nice. and so kind of you. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep, that, oh, that's so nice. But uh, yeah, forget me nuts in St. Croix Falls. She's a one heck of a gal. She's got a really cute 
nice mom and pop shop, you know, type oh, there. Very she, nice. you, if she doesn't have it, she'll get it for you. You know, you, what if you, but she also calls you on it that, you know, if you, maybe that you don't want that for your dog. Maybe we can do a little better. <laughs> well, that works so too. The, oh, helpful oh, and knowledgeable. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So it, it, it is really nice. So I want to thank you all for the great calls today. And remember, you can catch all my shows, all my old shows, not old shows, my past shows <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast at mytalk1071.com. And also go to my show page because uh, there's a, uh, uh, who puts up, you know, cute things up there so you can have some cute things and and pass it along. And then don't forget, please go to my Facebook page, my Katie Canine Facebook page uh, through my talk 1071. Uh, but anyway, I posted a thing about dilated cardiomyopathy. We haven't heard, heard that much about that. And Gene Dodds uh, did one heck of an article. So please go to that, read it, and pass it on because it's grain-free is will not kill your pets. Okay, folks? Remember that. See you next week. Happy trails. And don't hide your dogs. Train them.